0: the reality is if he didn't get what he needed he wouldn't have bought it because it puts frank in a bad spot and it puts the lender in a bad spot you don't buy things that don't check out and if we can't check them out we don't buy them
1: welcome to the big fat real estate checks podcast with marco kozlowski where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your j-o-b with passive cash flow for life
0: hey everyone welcome to big fat real estate checks i'm here with gabriel Araisha, who i'm almost cuddling with and then francesco galuccio who i'm now also almost making out with <laughs> we're all in the same room at the same time uh, Hello! Uh, been a while. Been a while that we've all actually, since the the first episodes that we've all been together no, in the same we,
2: place. Well, we did the no, 100th episode we did the yes. 100th yes. in right. Ottawa. Oh my
0: gosh. The four days to record <laughs> half an episode? <laughs> yes. We did a lot more of this drinking yes. Yes. than we did. Frank has his Heineken. I have my Sipping Tequila and uh, Gabe. He's laying into the Coke. Oh, that's yes. what he's doing it's right c- c- now. Coca Cola yes. yes. Nobody will believe that. But. Yes. Yeah, it is what it is. Hey, you know. It is what it is, you do what you gotta do. So in the last podcast, we discussed uh, Frank Steele, who has closed one and very quickly had been turning around this hotel. A lot of great lessons, fortune is in the follow-up, the barrier of numbers, weird numbers, the power of weird numbers, just so many really neat things. And he had dropped a couple things about, oh, actually before I forget, if this is your first time listening to this uh, podcast, Please listen to the first ten. It Explains asset-based lending, how Frank was able to buy an asset using absolutely none of his own money. In this case, a hotel. He even get the money to improve the hotel, so he has the budget to be able to do that to increase the value of the hotel. Purchasing and closing an asset that is worth a million dollars at closing, that he actually got it for seven fifty, and the uh, the value of the asset is actually over $2 dollars once he's done. So it's a very safe bet for the lender, and obviously Frank gets over a million bucks in hotel value or asset value just by doing exactly what you should be doing so we don't only teach this shit we actually do it as well so um, yeah so we're all in the same room Gabriel came for his daughter's uh, skating lesson which was not lesson but competition she crushed it today very proud of her want to see that and I, we it's like 11 o'clock right now at night and you've been up since what five in the morning <laughs> doing this so and since we're all together and you're leaving tomorrow without hey let's get this podcast done that we promised at the last uh, the last time we saw each other which was some of the lessons that Frank had learned and some of the experiences that he had, I thought we, it would be a good time to uh, to share it. I believe the seller decided to just not show up for closing a few times. Yeah. I've had it a couple of times happen, but you had it on four one seller. You said, yeah. you said four, I don't know, five, maybe it's seven. I don't know, I can't remember. Well, <laughs>
3: it was <laughs> well, four times over that, seven that, days. Yeah, <laughs> cr- yeah, four times over <laughs> seven days. Is that, is that compute? Yeah, no. That it was actually, the, the deal almost fell apart four times. And yes, she did not show up for the sellers um, for the for the closing on on the second occasion. So what happened was tell so, us about the first. So the first time she was going to break the deal because I gave her the contract. She didn't like some of the wording there. She wanted to net $750,000. So net net. So I agreed initially to pay closing costs, closing costs. So what happened is she had back taxes and things like that. Not back taxes. It was, it was a previous year. Well, I guess that would be back taxes. Yeah, yes, that's right. And she wanted me to pay all the current ones as opposed to being pro forma, pro rated, uh, uh, sorry, not pro forma. And I said, you know what? <laughs> yes. A little bit of too much of that. <laughs> so that's what we had a disagreement on is I was like, no, I agreed to do 750, pay all your closing costs, traditional closing costs. Then she started taking out things like CPA. She wanted me to pay for her lawyer.
0: And I was like, hold on a second. Closing costs are not back taxes and it- current taxes. Closing costs are... Attorney fees or you know title, insurance. title title insurance like those are closing the doc costs. stamps things right. like that those yeah one hundred percent anything that's debt like oh I owe the IRS two point six million dollars <laughs> I owe my ex husband seventeen point two million dollars I owe the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles royalties from X Y Z like that has nothing to do with that deal that's yeah right. so anyway she she was adding all these other expenses which
3: you know obviously I, I disagreed to uh, I said no it's we're gonna do traditional closing costs I even laid out all the items if they're applicable with like the doc stamp and title fees and lawyer fee and there's no transfer tax but anyways so anyways so that on that note she wanted to bail because she wanted 750 net and I was like it's not going to happen 750 net net I go lower the price and then it'll be net net I'll pay for that but anyways with that she conceded but at one point, she just said, no, I'm not going to sell it. I can get more. So she always thought she could get a lot more. She didn't try, I, or she did. And she had this group from Orlando, like in the previous podcast we mentioned. But in the end, we did agree because, thankfully, the lawyer that she did retain was a family member. And he kind of put some senses into her a little bit. But even though he was frustrated with her as well. so Is this
0: th- you had a contract and then she wouldn't close? Or this is at the contract she went to? So
3: what happened? she didn't like our contract she ripped it apart so she went to go with her lawyer which right, is right. a family acquaintance Got that. and the lawyer used a far bar so mm-hmm. a far bar is a florida real estate association a standard agreement. i guess agreement yeah. and when they presented it to me i ended up adding addendums to it because to make sure that i'm protected as well during due diligence inspection all that and every time so she even ripped apart the far bar she ripped apart uh, certain Larry. clauses. Yeah, she ripped apart the farbar. She goes, No, I want this. But the way she was doing it, she would ask for two or three changes, send it to the lawyer. We would sign, you know, Docu sign and initial. Yeah, an initial. Then she comes back and she goes, I want this one changed. So she did this over a course of ten days. Oh my god. Ten to fifteen days. So and even the, the lawyer was getting frustrated. He goes, you know, he goes, This is a lot of work. I was like, it's your client. You know, your clients. Why don't you just tell her to look through it all? You consult her as your as her lawyer and get it done once, and I'll sign once. I go, this is ridiculous that we're doing one line at a time, Yeah. All right? So then I was you getting...
2: You should have sent her your own invoice for time.
3: Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> uh, for real. But anyways, so even on that, I was ready to bail. I was like, forget it. If it's if it's this terrible now, I can just imagine during due diligence what's going to happen, and I don't know if I want to go down that road. That's
0: can, a good can we actually uh, cover that? Because if you're listening to this for the first time or you're not familiar how things should be done, how a seller does one thing is how a seller does most, most things. And if they're being extremely persnickety, cantankerous, difficult, hard to deal with, just with the agreement, generally, they're going to be exactly the same during the due diligence phase when they have to give us documents. However, it's extremely important, A, to be patient, which is what, you, what you're what you doing, but B, have clarity as to what the non-negotiable items are on our side. So we have control during the due diligence process when the seller is being difficult so i know gabe you deal with this constantly with our tribe so mm. if you could expand on that a little bit that'd be great i think we've done a podcast on this already but just a little bit of expansion would be great
2: sure so I may actually give an example where we're live right now right on an example of uh, a student that you know has been going back and forth a really you know pretty good deal in terms of the numbers and sent the contract a little bit similar to you frank Came back was, you know, our our due diligence items request list was was kind of just torn apart saying, you know, we're not gonna give you this, we're not gonna give you that, and and a whole bunch of other things in the contract were dealt with in, you know, that they didn't wanna do this, they didn't want to do that. I was like, okay. So we did exactly that. We sent back, we said we didn't address all of their points, and I think that was the major thing is these are two points here. Mainly the due diligence items, because if you're not going to give us bank statements or you're not going to give us P&Ls or like, how are we supposed to verify income? And that's exactly what we said. <laughs> we, we said, hey, listen, you know, you don't want to give us this, or this, or that. So, how are we supposed to verify income? You know, basically, you tell us and put that on them. And they came back. Well, it's not that we don't want to give them to you; is we don't want to give you anything with social security numbers on them. Ah, all right. So now I know what the problem is. So we're like, okay, well, the only item that we're asking for that as a social security number is probably the tax return. So just black those out and send them over. OK, now they're good. We send them back the agreement a little bit similar to you, right? Yours was, was a far bar, but we still send, send back the agreement. Now it's we're not going to give you the bank statements and we want a proof of funds. And we're like, well, I don't understand. You, you said you're going to give us the bank statements last time we discussed this. And they're like, well, yeah, but now we have you know six hotels feeding this or whatever some bullshit because they're LLCs, they're different, you know, they're different accounts. So there it's there aren't multiple hotels flowing to this bank statement. Like we know this, so we call bullshit and we say, and the way we call bullshit is, well, do the same thing. So just black out everything that's not pertaining to this hotel, and we'll we'll just look at the rest. And they're like, well, if you want the bank statements, you're gonna have to pay us hundred and fifty thousand dollars more on the property. Wow. So <laughs> that's where, like, what okay, so check too? well, yeah. yeah, that's it. Like, come on, man, and you know, just to your point, is how you do one thing is how you're gonna do everything. And so now, what what ended up happening is they wanted a proof of funds as well, and we're like, you're gonna get your proof of funds after we have an agreement. We're not gonna start, you know, disclosing our bank accounts and whatnot before we have an agreement. Like, we don't just go flashing. Did you ever go to a store? You know, you you walk into like. What, even if you walk into Versace or Chanel, you know you don't walk in there with you know an open bank account. You just go in there and you buy shit. And if your credit card passes, it passes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So now we're kind of at a crossroads, right? We're like, well, okay, we can give a proof of funds and get this deal tied up because that's all they want, and they're honoring the the initial price. At least there was that. Where so that tells us two things, right? That we. They probably don't have another buyer. (laughs) If they went to one hundred fifty thousand dollars more, willing to come back. So we know this. So we're not in a hurry. But you know, the proof of funds thing is is a little bit of a piss off here because you're they're saying that this is a deal breaker after you know they kept going back and forth and coming back. So now, now this is the student's choice, right? We do this for the students. We don't do this for us. We enjoy doing this. We enjoy helping. But at the end of the day this is going to impact the student directly. So we have only two choices now. We either, you know, just give them proof of funds and, and just get onto the contract, if that's what happens, because based on the history of this deal... One more
0: thing, one more thing, one more thing, exactly. one, more
2: thing exactly. one more
0: thing, one more thing. So this, the seller's in control exactly. all the time, which is a problem, because if you let someone else be in control of your money, what's going to happen? Bad
2: things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So our second option is we're gonna give them a proof of funds and tell them we don't want to do this deal, and unless X Y Z, right? Unless X Y Z,
0: A B C D E F G, yeah. right?
2: Which includes probably at this point our, our price reduction as well. Yeah. So, and I'm happy to say that the student is deciding to go with that option. You know, the, she you know she could have easily gone with the first one because it's a good deal. Like she she'll she'll do well with this, but she understands that this is going to it, if the due diligence is going to be a mess. Like, if it closes, like yeah, it's a good yeah, deal now, right. but that's if
0: right. because of what's happening and them always wanting one more thing and this and that. This exact same story. is exactly what's right, 100% yeah. to the point where
3: I had to well, she's going to continue do it. She continued to do that over a course of 2 weeks yeah. and that's when I put my foot down and I said, you know, because we had a um we had the floating dates, right? Sure. So I said each to each day that you keep going back and forth, I'm pushing this date out. And I'm gonna keep pushing it. And then she didn't like it. And I was like, you know what? I go, you keep coming back. I go, that, I, I'm, that's it. I'm not. I'm not gonna continue to agree to these things or whatever. Sure. I go, gather your thoughts. Go to your lawyer since you retained them. Go through them. Figure send me one document. I'll take a look to see if it qualifies. After you know you, you finish doing all your changes. That because it was it, it was getting ridiculous. And, and I said, whatever you do, any time you spend now, I go. So if it's a week. I'm pushing it over a week. If it's two weeks, I'm pushing it two weeks. She says, "No, I want to close by that." I go, "It's not going to happen because you just you, you're wasting you, time." She just wasted two weeks on just yeah. on that. I go, "It's not going to happen." I remember it was just before the holidays too. I go, "We're shut down for for two weeks." I go, "We're shut down for two weeks." I go, "So nothing's going to happen." So I got I got to tack on another two weeks because I extended my due diligence. Yeah, and then you ended up right. like, closing in yeah. March. I, like, I, wow. It, exactly. So <laughs> this is going. Yeah, this that's that's when it was. It so was, that was, was just, closing
2: number two. That this. No, that was supposed no, was to be closing, closing number, one. number one. Oh my god. All right.
3: So that was closing number one. So, anyways,
0: okay. yeah. I just want to um highlight something is that uh Frank is maintaining control, right? And you have to stay in control and the seller is going to want everything. Oh, usually, right? Yeah. I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And as a beginner, generally we just want to placate the seller because we don't want to lose the deal, mm-hmm. right? But if you don't do that, you've already lost the deal. If you don't say no, if you don't put a line in the sand, if you don't say, here are the boundaries in which you get my money, how are we supposed to do what we're supposed to do within a reasonable amount of time if you're chewing up all the time that we have to fuck around with the contract, right? So you're taking all the time that you need, and then you expect us to honor our agreement when you've taken up the time that we need. How is that fair? It's not. So... Understanding that and and um, executing that is, it takes uh, A, the understanding of the process, and being okay with people saying no as well. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to sell it to you. And the reality is, if he didn't get what he needed, he wouldn't have bought it. Because it puts Frank in a bad spot. And it puts the lender in a bad spot. You don't buy things that don't check out. And if we can't check them out, we don't buy them.
3: And that was the one of the big uh, hangers up on her with the bank statement. She didn't want to supply it. She goes, why am I supplying you? You know, why do you need two years of, of bank statements? She goes, it's personal info. And I I made the assumption when she said that that she was using a personal account because right. she's a, a one woman show. And I was like, just block out any sensitive information there. I yeah. just need to see you know your 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 deposits mm-hmm. and your withdrawals. It's uh, you just figure out the expenses. I go, but that's all you need to know if it's your personal account and then she comes back and she goes no it's not my personal account it's a business account i go but you're selling your business so i would so it's not really personal i go you can still black out it." she goes I, she goes oh that's a lot of work i go i'll buy your sharpie i said i remember I was, i'll buy your sharpie i'm here when you're ready <laughs> well i did say that because i was getting frustrated because yeah. i was wasting a lot of time yeah. and uh, i was like listen i go this is the deal the more time you waste we're going to keep pushing it i'll buy your sharpie i need the bank statements i go that's for us to show uh, past performance and to yeah. verify the income. That's all we need it for.
2: But you're comfortable leaving the whole time. That's that's. I, think I left that, a lot of times. Right, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. And then so, that's 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 kind of the. I think that's where you see the experience. Here, yeah, is you're willing to 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 leave at any point, even during the closing time. Like it's yeah. it's you're you're not married to this deal at all. It's
3: ever. It, no
2: and 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 well now you are but
3: <laughs> well now well listen you know <laughs> yeah but, yeah you own it, so you own it. So
0: it's yours so you are married to yeah. It.
3: yeah so but even in the in the end when, when when we when we finally agreed to an agreement that that it wasn't amended no more um we were supposed to close on the i believe it was the 18th and she wanted which was a friday and she wanted extra time to move out, she goes. It's overwhelming for her, and I. I was trying to be compassionate. I was like, I get it, this and that. She goes, I don't do this every day. I go, I get it. Even after the, all the shit she put me through, I said, Fine. What are you looking for? She goes, I want to close on the Monday. <laughs> I go, Fuck. I go, All right. Tell your lawyer to do an addendum. We're gonna close on the Monday. Period. All right. So we did the addendum. To close on the Monday. But now on the Monday, that's when I ran into the snag with the paperwork, and I couldn't close on Monday. Which paperwork? Uh, Which paperwork, it because? was paperwork okay so on the pre- on the previous uh, podcast we were talking about so what happens i got an appraisal done the the, the lender needs an appraisal oh. and the appraisal has what's called uh, a cost replacement value and the insurance company needs that cost replacement value to insure the property otherwise the lender is not going to give it to you uh, the money so those two numbers weren't driving the insurance company had one number and the appraisal had another one so the lender went back to the appraisals hey can you adjust this to reflect this so we can get the insurance because
2: they need a so you wouldn't have sh- been able to close on the friday anyways
3: no <laughs> no <laughs> so it was i but i didn't know that then right fair, i didn't know enough. that
2: then i was like oh fuck, thank god <laughs> Yeah.
3: right but then on monday it was still another shit show because it wasn't going as lenders like I, I still need it and then once we finally got the appraisal amended i went back to my broker uh, my insurance broker that is I go get me the certificate of insurance, make sure that they're the loss pays because the lender wants to be what's called a loss pays. So if something happens to the property, tornado, hurricane, flood, fire, whatever the case is, um, when the insurance company pays out a claim, they will put uh, the name of my company, the LLC, and the the lender in there and both parties have to sign uh, the check in order for it to be cashed. Okay, that's how they protect themselves in the event something catastrophic happens to the property. So... So we got the appraisal done, but the the certificate was gonna take a day. I yeah. go, I don't have a day. I need it today. Right. <laughs> Actually, in fact, I need it before uh, my, closing Amateur, 3, yeah. 3. my, my closing was at three three thirty. My my closing is at three thirty, and they go, I don't know if that's gonna happen. I was like, well, you got you got to do it, man. You got to do it. So in the end, they didn't do it. Yeah. So um, so what happened? I did have some leverage because we used the proper language and right. the addendum where it show where that, it
0: that you insisted on by the 100 right yes so again we're the, the agreement and the contract that yep. you put into place allows for this yes right the far bar does not that's the standard one but our yeah, language addendum, yeah. our addendum <clears throat> had the proper language
3: in there where it says basically once we receive all these items then we're going to proceed with with inspections but i had most of the items i was even okay to close but now i had to use that as as my ace of spades basically i was like i had to pull this and I, it was what maybe 2 30. uh three close to three o'clock half hour before so dollar you, you i don't have this i didn't, I didn't tell know. them anything oh. i just emailed i just emailed them so i pulled over on the turnpike uh on, so i i i had to. <laughs> so i was on the Florida turnpike i was almost there and i had to pull over i was like i gotta i gotta write an email to them yeah. and i just did it to the lawyer and to all the parties the title companies that listen i put urgent and i go just so you know, you know we, we need these items, we haven't received these items, we need these items before closing. And I and I put, there was one bank statement from September, a current one, um, and she had to do her transfer for bookings.com and Expedia, which she didn't do, and Google Business. Okay. And I knew she was not gonna do it within an, an hour. hour.
0: Well, well, actually, that's pretty important. The first two were obviously red herrings, right? Doesn't yeah. matter, but tra- transferring that goodwill, I think in, in your contract, you had a, a numerical value to that.
3: One hundred percent was right.
0: uh, fifty thousand goodwill on right. that. Yeah, uh, of the you know the the reviews and the reports and uh, the websites and everything that, that she set up. So there's no loss of business as it's coming in, hasn't been transferred, which has to be done. Yeah, well, I was uh, I was going to do
3: it at the closing table, but I decided to say no. She's got to do it before. Right. Like in my head, I was going to do it at the closing table, because there's a way to do it on, on on the computer, like on the spot. Uh, but. They didn't know that. So I just said, hey, this has got to be transferred. It's, it's in the addendum. Um, and then, you know, shit hit the fan at that point. That's when the lawyer phoned me. He was phoning me, phoning me. I said, I'm on the tour bike. I'm on my way there. He goes, why are you doing this? And I'm like, why am I doing what? I was going, he goes, why are you doing this at the 11th hour? I go, that's it's not the 11th hour. We've been at this for over a month and a half. Mm-hmm. I go, I did my things as the buyer, and she had to do her things as a seller, which she didn't do. She neglected it. I go. So why am I on the hook for her responsibility? So that's the po- that's the point. She she was sitting back from when we got the contract. Like everyone was catering to her. Right. And I even went over and beyond where I was re- every week. Every time she would give me something, every week I would give her updated uh, the the item list. This Is what we're missing. This is what we're missing. I didn't have to do that. Which is long. she wouldn't have to. No, I don't have to do that. She knows exactly what she gave me. She should have kept track. I was just doing it just to make it smooth for for myself and for her. But i didn't have to do all that so yeah i pulled that card and i go listen i did all my stuff i'm not responsible for her things that's a contract black and white it says transfer due prior to closing and she didn't do it i don't have it if she did it show me when i get there in 20 minutes and then i guess he reported back to her and she never showed up and she never showed up to the closing table uh, which bought me the day
2: okay and then the next day you went to close.
3: and on tuesday then i got my certificate yeah I still could have used it as a as a play card, but at that point, I didn't. I didn't. She gave me the bank statements, though.
2: Did you ever get your Google reviews, all that stuff? She gave me the Google okay. business
3: and uh, bookings and Expedia. She did it on the spot there. Okay. Did <clears throat> she
0: ask you for an extension, at what, or did you not ask her for an extension? And or.
3: Oh vote? yes, sorry. Forgive me. Yes, yeah. I did. I'm I, so sorry. Yes, uh, something so, else happening that so made,
0: like an insane
3: amount of money. So yes, so on the Monday. When I knew the certificate, I was still hopeful, all right? It was still 11 o'clock. I was still very hopeful that I was going to get the certificate of insurance. So I phoned her and the attorney, and I said, listen, I go, there's some paperwork snags. I didn't say exactly what. I go, there's some paperwork snags. They're trying to correct it right now with the insurance. And if I can postpone it just another day. I go, preferably Wednesday, uh, two days. I go, but I'm very confident we'll have this done on Tuesday, just so the one day, if anything, right? They'll just give her a little bit extra time to pack up and leave. And I thought it was a reasonable request considering I just approved hers from the Friday to the Monday because she was overwhelmed. And then she came back saying there's no way, you know, why, you know, this was supposed to be a cash deal. I go, yeah, but I need my insurance. I go, what does that got to do with it? with the appraisal mm-hmm. she I go there's an appraisal and there's insurance I yeah, like I need both of them and there's a snag on the numbers and I go I'm just asking for one day I'm not asking for a month and she goes well if you want it you're going to pay the 2021 taxes and you're going to pay me $50,000 I go for one day I, and she goes yeah and I, I go I three? go no that's when I said forget it we're closing today which was the the, yeah. the Monday right I go no, no forget it that's ridiculous request I go you know we helped you out when you needed a thing now you're being you know that's unreasonable that's been very unreasonable to do and i go but I, I don't know why you're like this i go i'm just asking for one day to make it smoothly you're still getting everything you you need you, you just get an extra day you can still move out i haven't offered her she was oh where are we gonna go I, i'll put you in a hotel mm-hmm. i said i'll put you up at the hilton in downtown Ocala, whatever, I'll put you up in a hotel. You and your husband can have a night out and celebrate, whatever. I go, but she didn't take it. And I go, I'm not giving you $50,000 and paying back taxes of another $7,000. I go, that's ridiculous. $107,000? That's how much to No, buy. no, 7000 7000 7, 7, Then she came back. She emailed me. She goes, fine. She goes, just pay me the back taxes. I go, I still ain't paying $7,000 for one night. I go, I'll give you the Hilton, but not, not $7,000, Right. right? And then I go, I go. no, we're closing today. But that's what that happened. I pulled the, and that's it. That's a that's half it. hour before. So that's what happened there. She was furious. She didn't show up. He goes, where, where is she? And I'm like, where is she, man? I'm here. I'm ready to close, which I wasn't. It kind of went to my favor that she didn't show up at all. Because right. now she's technically in default. She yes. In default. Right? So I go, okay, now this is actually playing in my favor. Mm-hmm. Now she's in default. She didn't do her things. Thank God I had that, that lever. Because if I didn't have that leverage, I could have lost my EMD, it's $50,000. Right. And you know, everything I had to get survey, I had to get appraisal, there, there's a lot of money involved. So thankfully, it went to Tuesday and got my certificate and we ended up closing at the- uh, She did show up? She point. did show up, but it was- Just it serious was, the whole time? 4.45, that's what she showed up, because the guys look
0: like, where is it? Where? I, I don't know, man. Yeah, but you, you would have had recourse at that point to I had do, recourse do a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I had recourse. So anyways, yeah. we ended up closing, but it was a roller coaster for sure. Between yeah. the contract and not having, you know, the proper paperwork and asking for the extension and That's okay. Yeah. But uh well it was it was a little bit nerve-wracking, uh, I gotta say. Only because I wasn't thinking of I was trying to look for something that I can snagger on. Mm-hmm. And thankfully when I looked through the contract, like wait a second, I don't have this. There's no transfer. I didn't see anything. So that was my savior. That's why
0: you have to use the DD tracking
2: sheet. Yes. 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 It's it's in our curriculum. Actually,
3: the DD tracking sheet, hold on, does not have the transfer of the OTAs. So... Maybe well, we should put that.
2: Maybe we should add it. And who's responsible for putting yeah. the DD tracking sheet <laughs> together?
0: Gabe. Is, um, is it Gabe no, right? nah. or is it Frank? We'll,
3: we'll, we have to add that in. We'll add that in. That's but no, a, you know what? But thankfully, if I were to use the,
0: the existing FARBAR contract, I would have been toast. Yeah. If anyone uses the existing yeah. state contracts, they're toast. Because they protect the agent, the seller, and the broker. It does not protect the buyer in most she cases. She would have had 50 G's. Of she would have money. Had 50 G's and I would have been down
3: at least 60. Yeah. spent the uh, yeah. survey and survey uh, appraisals, and appraisals yep. for sure. $60,000 and uh, a long headache. Instead,
2: you got yourself a, yeah, be, was, a discount, my friend.
3: Uh, well, uh,
0: instead, uh, you made a million dollars. You will. Yeah,
3: I will. Oh, it's there's not really... a million dollar asset there. Oh, it's a million dollar asset, but I paid 750 yeah. for
0: it. Uh, a $2 million asset on the numbers. What's the uh, uh, from an income, yes. From an yes. income approach, yes. From an income perspective, when this thing is done, it's a $2 million asset that you get yeah. for 750 with no money out of your pocket, with the right paperwork, with experience. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. It's going in that direction. Yes, there you sir. go. Yeah. Well, there you have it. There's the, uh, I guess, the recap. A lot of neat little things happened. You want to do a quick recap <laughs> no. there, Gabe? You don't want to do it? <laughs> no. Not after all those closings. <laughs> Just yeah, rewatch this. Yeah, Just rewatch
3: late. the podcast.
0: <laughs> what? How many, many clothes was there? What? Well, who extended election? what? Yeah. He's got to count to Far eleven. If he goes, yeah, he can only count to uh, twenty-one if he's naked. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's there's like a lot of. Show. Uh, this is not a family show. It is a uh, a family treat when these things happen because it's, it's exactly what's going to take care of uh, Frank and his family, or you and your family on the deal that you're working on right now. <clears throat> it really is. A lot of fun. I know it was stressful at the time, but you kept your cool. You followed process. You were not married to the result, but but rather divorced from it. Mm-hmm. Made sure you you know had the right pieces in place, had the right contracts in place, and you know it worked out really really it, well.
3: It worked out. I was blessed on that way. So thank well you. Well done.
0: Well done. Congrats, uh, and yeah, that's it. So there's the, uh, the recap of that. A lot of lessons there. And if anyone thinks that every single deal is is peaches and cream, it's not. There's always something that happens. I don't think I've ever seen one closing that went exactly as planned. One HUD that was absolutely perfect. There's always little things that can happen. And that's kind of the fun and the beauty of this 100%. business, right? It's, it's why we enjoy it. The journey. Yes. And if you think that you're doing this because you're not going to have any problems, the reason we make millions is because there are problems. And the yeah. bigger the problems, the more money you make, And the more educated, the more skilled you are, the more money you're going to make. And that's just that's just how it works so appreciate you guys appreciate you the listener like it love it share it make sure you share this with as many humans as possible if you have interest in learning how to do this learning how to help as many humans as possible and make millions in the process through skill and using other people's money using asset-based lending using knowledge to leverage money i highly recommend that you attend a class shoot us an email marco at marco kozlowski.com that's marco at marco kozlowski.com gabe frank appreciate you both and uh man that was at least two hours yeah we don't know yeah we don't know
2: our families all went our
0: uh, everyone's yeah everyone's (laughs) toast so uh again appreciate you guys appreciate you the listener and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast take care bye-bye for now
1: If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, This course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in. and We'll see you on the next episode.